I, I want to talk about the God's community that changes the world. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm here to change the world. That's, that's why I get out of bed in the mornings and what I think about when I go to sleep at night. And, um, and, and, and I want to talk a little bit about that and a little bit about how we as a community are called um, to be something very significant and to bring dynamic change in our society. Um, anybody into that? Uh, I've got two confessions before we start, because uh, it's good for the soul. Um, confession number one is, I've already preached this before. All right? So we, we have a Friday congregation, and, and we, we're, we now have a Sunday congregation in Dines Green, uh, which is exciting. And I've been speaking on this in both settings uh, for the last little while. But it, and it felt like God wanted me to bring it together and bring it to you guys. That's confession number one. Confession number two is that this was three talks. So fasten your seatbelts. Uh, uh, it will be a summary and it will be a broad brush thing, but... Um, uh, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, we're going to look in um, Corinthians, uh, chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. I'm going to read a fair chunk, and uh, because I'm bad at reading, my glamorous assistant... Okay, he's going to read it for us. <clears throat> Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body... So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, what would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, what would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body seem to be, that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, we treat with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put together the body, giving great honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church first of all sorry, and God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then miracles, then gifts of healing, 
of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And yet I will show you the most most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. A glamorous assistant, everyone. Let's pray, shall we? Yeah, Lord Jesus, we thank you for these words. Thank you that they're uh, your words inspired uh, by you. Uh, God, we just pray that you would speak through them today. Uh, God, we pray that we'd leave this place inspired, motivated, challenged, instructed. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> amen. So at the, at the beginning, um, Paul talks about being... Uh, baptized into one body and uh, and there's this this miraculous beautiful fantastic thing that happens when a human being uh, has a a, a a revelation and a moment of realization that be- before God they need forgiveness and then they, they're not right with God isn't there and and hands up if you've had that experience when you think I need to get right with God right and, th- and then there's a moment where we say yes there's a moment when we say, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I repent of my sin, and I'm going to follow you. Yes? And we get ba- many of us get baptized. Hands up with being baptized. All right? And that's what that's about, isn't it? And something supernatural happens when we do that. Not just baptism, but this response to the gospel, response to the good news of Jesus. Something supernatural takes place in our lives. And somehow from that moment on, we, we've, we've been caught up, we've been wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. Somehow, it says that we're in him and he's in us. Can you get your head around that? Can you be in something and something be in? It's, it's, it's strange, isn't it? But, but somehow or other, through the Holy Spirit, when we, when we repent of our sin, when we choose to follow him, we get caught up in the person of Christ. We get caught up in who he is, don't we? That's exciting. Because he isn't changing. We, we have good and bad days, don't we? He isn't changing. He is, he is so consistent. And we're caught up with him. Our identity is caught up with him. So when we're having a bad day, we say, no, but my identity is in Christ. Yes? There's something else happens as well. Okay? That, that is equally as supernatural, I would say. That, that he, he catches us up in each other. 
that, that, we, that when, we, when we respond to the gospel, we respond to him and, and we give our lives to him and we get caught up with him. But somehow we also get baptized into this body. And we get baptized into this magnificent global worldwide body of Jesus Christ that is, that is well, it's all over the world because it's global. I just said that. Um, that. That is magnificent, isn't it? So many different flavors, so many different styles, different approaches. Some people like to sing one song at a time. Some people like to sing lots of songs together. Some people like to prophesy, some aren't so keen. But, there, but there's, this, there's this wonderful body of Christ uh, that is diverse and is magnificent that we become baptized into. We, we, bec- we, we somehow, as long as getting wrapped up in Christ, we get wrapped up in each other. And then within that, there are these local expressions of that body, aren't there? Come on, folks, wake up a bit. There's, there's this, there's this, we, we've got these local expressions of these communities of Jesus Christ that, that are here uh, by God's plan to do magnificent things on this planet. Come on! Here we are, aren't we? That's what we're here for. Uh, and um, so I want to sort of unpack some of those things and think a little bit about what does that actually, what does it look like to us? Because I, I tell you what, it's a lot more than rocking up on a Sunday and even a Wednesday night, isn't it? It's a lot more than that. It's a lot bigger than that. It's a lot broader than that. It, it's, it's, it, it, more things happen on the back of being caught up in this body. Can you imagine the whole thing? It, Jesus said, it's better for you, talking to his disciples, it's better for you that I go. And how can that possibly be better, Jesus? And I've mentioned this before. How can it possibly be better? Well, it's better because he sent the Holy Spirit and now there are loads of Jesuses on this planet. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying that we're Jesus. I'm saying that we're his body. Yes? We're the body of Christ here on earth. And this, this gathering, along with loads of other gatherings, are, are expressions of, of Christ. Expressions of the body of Christ. And so what Jesus did, what Jesus was about, is expressed through these different bodies all over the world. I'm, I'm excited about it anyway. Um, and, and I just want us to look at three things that I think are really important for this body to be itself, to be the body. Is that all right? Uh, and the first one is uh, simple, and it's and this great picture that Paul uh, uh, illustrated that Josephine just read. Um, it's about, this, about the body. And it's a great picture, isn't it? He talked about, you know, the eye and the nose and the ear and the foot and the whatever else. All these parts of the body all work together and have different functions, do different things, but they're part of the one body. And, uh, you know, it, it, it even talked about there are some parts of the body that feel or seem less honorable. But I love this. And this is, this is what we're about. You see, we're, we're called to be something different from the world. Okay, so just keep that in mind as we go through this talk. We're called to be something very different. Our standards are different. Our our desires are different. But in the body, those parts that feel less honourable, Paul says, we we treat them with special honour. You know I mean, we lift. We we, we talk about. We shouldn't have favourites, but actually, no, we should. According to this. We should, the, the favorites should be those that feel less significant. Favorites should be those that feel, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not all that much. I don't deserve honor. Well, come on, take your seat. Take your seat of honor. 
You are the, you're the special one. You're the one who we want to honor. We want to give a bit of a fuss to. Do you know what I mean? So if you feel like that, no, you want to, you want to be part of a body that does that. And, 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 and we want to be part of a body that, that does that, don't we? How are we doing at that? Let's grow at that. How do we spot people that think, do you know what, that person's struggling today. We're going to give them special honor. We're going to give them special attention. We're going to give them special love today because they're struggling. Uh, it talks about, it talks about uh, when one weeps, we all weep. And, and what it is to be part of a community where, where the reality is we can be ourselves. We can have a bad time. Great what Mal shared today. If, if, if through, I mean, those of us that know, know what's going on. Uh, but great. But, but we can weep with people that are going through tough times, can't we? We can, we don't, we're not overwhelmed by it in the way that they are overwhelmed by it so that we can still support. But we can feel it, can't we? Do you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, the, and, and many of us, we have, we have good days, we have bad moments, but let's be the family of Jesus Christ, be the body of Christ that looks at each other and thinks, do you know what, I, I want to I feel what you're feeling. I want to walk it with you. I want to I be part of this in your life. I want to I celebrate when you celebrate and I'll weep when you weep. That's the body of Christ, isn't it? That's what I mean. And Jesus said that actually it's by your love for one another that they... They, being those that don't know it, the outsiders, they know that you're my disciples. What a powerful concept. So how we are together, look around, right? How we are together is one of the means by which people will know that there are disciples of Jesus Christ on this planet. How many people do you know that say, well, I don't mind Jesus, but the Christians... Do you know what I mean? How many people will, will point a finger and talk about hypocrisy? And how many, how many times are they actually a bit right? Bit of a challenge. Right? Gentle one, done in love. But, but let's look around, let's see how we can grow in this. This, this has got to be more than this, this gathering. Do you know what I mean? The plan of God for the community of God, for the people of God, it's got to be a bit more than turning up on a Sunday and a Wednesday night and... and doing our thing and then going home again. It's got to be, it's got to be more. Got to be shared lives. And, and, it, and it can't, do you know what? We as leaders can't wave a, wand, a magic wand and it be so. It's about the body of Christ getting revelation from God, what it is to be part of the body of Christ and saying, yes, I'm in. I'm going I'm to get stuck in to these people. I'm going to get stuck into the relationships. I'm going to be part of this family. I'm going to make sure that when strangers come, where people that don't have families come, they come into this place and they feel part of a family. What about it? Do you know what I mean? And it, it talks, so, so the body of Christ, we, we need each other, moreover. We might think, oh, you know what I mean, the, the, the insignificant ones or these over here. No, every one of us is so precious to the family, to the body of Christ. That's not just a, a, a nice thing to say. That's the word of God. That's the, that's the eternal purpose of God on this planet. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it is the way he's ordained it to be. It's the way he's chosen to show his glory on this planet. It's through us and how we interact with each other. Not just a little idea Jim had this morning. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and three things on this. What, the first thing is that we need each other. We can't do it alone. 
How often, when you're struggling, do you want to isolate yourself? Some of us have that tendency, don't we? I just shut the door, put the telly on. Whatever it might be, we want to isolate ourselves. That's that's what the devil wants you to do. We need you. Whether you are just going to sit at the back and sob, or whether you're going to feel grumpy with somebody, or whether you're going to feel full of joy, we need you. Okay? Everyone, every part of this body, we need it. Powerful. Be careful. Three talks in one. Don't get too carried away with, with one point. Thank you, John. Good reminder. Um, second thing is um, it's diverse, isn't it? This body is diverse. Look around. Different shapes and sizes. Tall ones, short ones. <coughs> Different shapes and sizes. Uh, and, and do you know what? Actually, it's the diversity that shows the glory of God. And sometimes we don't like it. Sometimes we're a bit afraid of things that we don't understand. Let's celebrate the diversity that there is in this planet and the diversity that there is in the body of Christ. Magnificent. I love it. I love the different flavors of the different parts of church. I mean, of course, some of them haven't got it right like we have. Of course, I know that. <laughs> you know I'm joking, right? <laughs> it's just arrogant, isn't it, to say we're the right ones and they're the wrong ones. You know what I mean? Let's be the body of Christ together. And, and other parts of the body that don't have some of the revelation that we have, have other bits of revelation that we need. You know what I mean? So it's not, so it fits in us and how we interact with each other. We need each other, but also we, the bod- this body of Christ, need the other bodies of Christ. Don't we? We need to interact with each other. We need to see unity. We need unity that celebrates and is very happy with diversity is what we need. And, and amongst us, we need that, don't we? That, that we're not looking at each other thinking, I want you to be more like me. I want you to be like you. To be you and to be everything God's called you to be. Third thing on this first heading, first talk, um, is is about the, the primary way that God's called us as a body to be cared for is through each other. Isn't it? It's such a, it's such a distortion of, of truth when, when it's believed that there's a few people that are paid, I know I'm one of them, so, I, I, that are to do all the caring. Just not, it's not feasible. And you don't want me to do all of that. <laughs> We want each other, don't we? Now, there are times when we need to say, call somebody. It talks about call the elders to pray for the sick. There are times when we need the leaders to to be involved and to help and support and encourage. I'm not trying to cop out of my job. I love my job. But actually, what, what we need more than anything is each other. What we need is to look around and feel responsible for each other. Look not just to your own needs, but to the needs of those around you. In fact, if we all... Look more to the needs of those around us rather than our own needs. All the needs get met. Do you know what I mean? If you wanted, to, you wanted a summary, well, I don't know if we'll read it or not, a summary bit of Bible, Acts, uh, Acts 2, 42 to 47. talks about the believers sharing their possessions and so on. Okay, let's move on to sermon number two. Uh, so, so we need each other, okay? Um, the body is made of many parts, uh, and we can't say to the one that we don't need you. And we treat those that don't feel as honorable with special honor. 
Okay? You got it? Um, Mark has. Um, second point is the community, a community of love. And we read this passage of, about love, don't we, often at weddings. I love a good wedding. Anyone like a good wedding? Uh, it's always the disco at the end, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? We hope churches, we're good at discos at the end. Anyway, love a good wedding. And I love this passage being preached at a wedding because it's such a high and beautiful benchmark for love. But it's never intended to be given at a wedding. It's about a community. It's about a church and how they interact with each other. And let me tell you, we're going to read it, you know, read some of the bits in it. The benchmark's pretty high, isn't it? For that kind of love. And let me tell you, the world is in trouble. Our, our planet is in trouble. Um, you know, I was, I was just thinking just a couple of things. You know, isn't it funny how we've all got, who's got a, who's got a smartphone with them? All right? Time-saving device. Who feels they have more time since they've had the smartphone? I mean, so, we, so we're in this society, aren't we, where, where we've got all these time-saving devices and, and they're supposed to save our time and all of that sort of thing, but we live in more pressure in this generation than any other, possibly, in terms of time, this felt pressure. It's not real. It's not like pressure like a war, but it's felt pressure, isn't it? Um, social media. Who's on, who's on any form of social media? Put your hand up. Right. How many people in our society are full of social media and they're doing this all day long but feel dreadfully lonely? How many, how many people on this planet are in that category? Our, our, our world's got some problems. Do you know what I mean? We, we, we love watching a bit of... We love watch, who, love, who likes watching a rom-com? Come on, Josephine, put your hand up. <coughs> huh? We, we love, we love watching a rom-com, we, you know, and, and we, the, 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 you know, the fluttery feeling of new love and all, all, all of that stuff. Um, but how many, how many relationships are founded on this fluttery feeling that crumble and they fall to nothing and people are left alone, children are left without parents? It's, we, we've got problems, haven't we? And this is, this is the society that we're living in. And this is the world that God wants to change. This is, God, God has a rescue plan for our world, and it's us. You know what I mean? And so God wants us to show the world a different kind of love. Doesn't he? It's, it's big. It's a big challenge. Are you feeling the weight of the challenge? It's a big challenge. Let's, I mean, what... Let's have a look at what it's, the, the passage said. That there's a lot of things that, that this love doesn't do. Okay? And it's a, it's a really high benchmark of love. It doesn't envy. Maybe we need to go through these quietly. I'll, I'll just calm down a bit. Quietly and allow the Holy Spirit to just, just poke a little bit. Oh, I need to. I need to to not do that. No place in the body of Christ for some of these things that I'm going to talk about. How many of us get envious of others, in the in, even in the body? No place for it. But this kind of love, this kind of love is special love. This kind of love is high benchmark love. Do you know what I mean? There's no place 
than this kind of love for boasting. It is not proud. Just allow the Holy Spirit to say, God, there's some of this in me. Because I want it rooted out of me so that I can be in the body of Christ and be a vessel of love. It is not rude. How much of, how much of love that we are taught through the media is just rude. Really. It is not self-seeking. Just amazing, isn't it? Just, just to isolate that one thing alone. Not self-seeking. I don't always, I don't always attain that. I, I like myself. Look after myself. Might even sit and watch the rugby later on. I mean, but it's not that you can't be nice to yourself. It's good to be nice to yourself. But it does, talk, it does talk about others being first, doesn't it? Just a big challenge, this stuff. But be assured as we go through this, the world is watching. It's not easily angered. Car rage. Say it. This kind of love isn't like that. This kind of love isn't easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Flipping heck. Just that alone. Just pause for a minute. <laughs> keeps no record of wrongs. I wonder, I wonder if we had a record of wrong ometer. <laughs> if we went, we went around the room. There would be stuff, wouldn't there? That we store up, let it go. And then maybe some of us have got big things that we've stored up. And that people should pay. Well, God is a very good, just judge. Leave it to him. So don't, don't hear that there's no, there's no judgment. There is judgment. As is, but his mercy triumphs often over his judgment. But that's up to him. Our job is to forgive and to let go of things. Should we pause for a minute? Because there might be some people that might want to just reflect on that for a bit longer. Yeah, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to touch our hearts. And just... We thank you for Mel's reminder that your mercies are new every morning. And where there's pain and there's been hurt in our lives, God, I thank you that we can let go of it and know your mercy new tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I just pray for faith right now. For us to let go of things that we're holding on to. In Jesus' name. Getting too detailed. Thank you, John.
It does not rejoice in evil. Love never fails. <laughs> Just a catch-all. <laughs> yeah. What does it do? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love delights in truth. It protects. It trusts. Um, here's the thing on love, and then we're going to move on to the third sermon. Right? The, the, rea- the reality is that's a kind of love until we've experienced it, we, we, we're going to struggle to give it. Okay? So Martin was encouraging us earlier on to enjoy and to, to know the Father's love. And, uh, and I would say, God, peel away the harden, hardness of my heart, soften the hardness of my heart that I can experience, I can receive, I can feel and know your love in ways that I've never known so that I can give it to others. We need that, don't we? Let's just pray for that for a minute. I know we're not going to do it all in one hit, but we might as well pray. Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love. I thank you that we know it because the Bible tells us so, but so much more than that, we know it because your spirit reveals it to us. So I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, would you be revealing your love in ways that we've never known? In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to argue that all of us need to know more of the Father's love for us to hit this high standard of love that we're talking about. Because it's overwhelming, isn't it? When you read it, you think, I'm not sure I can do this. That's what we are called to be. This is a word to the church. That's what we're called to be. So we need to tap into the love source um, that is selfless. Anyway, let's move on to sermon number three. Uh, And we're all right time-wise. We're doing okay. Um, as a community in the community there were gifts okay you're right you need to yeah we're doing okay feel like you're a bit overwhelmed by the the word of third sermon Um, but actually I've not been that long honestly Um, okay there are gifts Uh, and here's a picture I had when when I bought this on the Friday night I came I was coming to the Friday night and I had this talk planned Um, and this is the one you're getting in Dines Green tonight so um, good luck. Um, <laughs> so, so um, but um, I, had, I had this picture of, of well, I was coming to Friday night, and, and I don't know if you've ever been to Friday Encounter, but it's a small gathering, but it's dynamic, isn't it? Love it, all right? Uh, and I came to Friday night, and, and I had a picture of this, of this seed that God had sown, and God had, I felt like God had sown this seed that was growing into something that is the Friday Encounter, and it was beautiful as it was growing. The thing that I felt God showed me was that everything that that needed to be the magnificent body of Christ that it's called to be is in the seed. All there. All there. You know, you think about planting a seed, you know, when you, when you plant a seed, you don't have to add bits of the plant later on, do you? It's all there in the seed, isn't it? That, do you know what I mean? That, that you, it gets watered and it gets nourished, doesn't it? Any good, anybody good at gardening? Am I right in this? You don't add more, you don't add more, you know, if you plant a, an oak tree, you don't add more oak as it, as it grows up, do you? It's all there in the acorn, isn't it? It's all there. And I just found God say, everything that for we need to be magnificent Friday encounter is all there in the seed. And, and the same for us. Same for Dines Green. Richard's here from Dines Green. So welcome. Well, this is welcome, Richard, from Dines Green. 
Um, so it's all, it's all there in, in these seed form. And, and these, these, now Paul then gives us a list of gifts. What I don't want us to do is I don't want us to now get bogged down with who's the apostle then? Who's the prophet? Who's the teacher? Who's the this? No, let's think less about the personalities and more about the gifts. Think about those as we, do you know what I mean? We want to see these gifts at work in these bodies. So we're, so we're now a church with three communities that are one but three. All right, that's exciting. So we've got Friday Encounter, we've got this, and we've got Dines Green. That's exciting. We're getting to know Dines Green, and it'll take time. But that's what we've got. We've got these three communities. And, uh, and we want to see these gifts at work in these communities, don't we? We want to see the apostolic gift at work in these communities. What do I mean by the apostolic gift? Good question. Glad you asked. Um, what, I, what I mean by that is, is the, the, the apostle is the sent one. And apostles are always looking to break open new territory to say, well, let's, let's, there's, there's a whole group of people over here that aren't being reached. Let's get over there to reach these people. I mean, they're, they're, the apostles are, are helping us to not, uh, the apostolic gift is helping us to not just look at it ourselves, but to look out there. And, 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 and as we look out there, we, we shoots go out. And new things happen and things that you couldn't necessarily strategize and plan for start to happen because God's on it. And new things start to emerge. And then as those new things start to emerge, the the, the the apostolic gift helps us to lay some good foundations so those things can be strong and can grow and become communities of God that display his glory that we're talking about. We need that gift, don't we? At work, we need to see that gift. We, we, if, we, if we settle for just what there is, just going to die. How many churches, I love the body of Christ, different flavors, but how many churches are dying because they're just focused only on themselves? And, and it's just a matter of time. As they get older, die, older, die. That's the reality of it. That's not us, folks. The apostolic gift is about expansion, going to new places, new generations, new, new things. Uh, it's thrilling to hear Richard's report last week, wasn't it, about, about the conference in Africa. Uh, he, Richard always downplays things. That's his gift. Um, you know, but it was magnificent, and it was something that we largely spearheaded. Do you know what I mean? Now he got Dave Devonish and all these glorious names to speak at it, but it's something we did. Uh, because there's the apostolic anointing and gift amongst us. You got that? That's exciting. Uh, we, need, we need to see, it says first apostles. I don't, I don't think he's saying first apostles because they're more, they're more special. I think it's because if you want to start new things, you need the apostles first because it's a new thing. That's my take on it. We can argue about it later. Uh, and then prophets. We need, we need the prophetic, don't we? We, you know I mean, the body of Christ isn't built on a 10-year, 50-year plan. I mean, I'm, I'm not against them. But, but when, God, when God wants to do something on this planet, what does he first do? I think there might be a Bible verse to help you. He reveals it to his prophets. Why does he do that? Why do you think God does that? Have you thought about that? 
Here's the thing. Here's the thing before Julie does her sermon. God, I believe God speaks to his prophets so his prophets will speak because where does faith come from? Hearing. Hearing God's word. And when we hear the word of God spoken with a prophetic anointing, then faith rises. And, and God won't do anything on this planet without faith. We need the prophets, don't we? So the prophets are not just predicting. The question is, if the prophets don't prophesy, will the thing happen? They're not just predicting. They're declaring, they're bringing into being. Prophesy to these bones. Do you know what I mean? Would the bones have come together had he not have prophesied? Do you know what I mean? We've got, we've got prophecies over us as a church that, that helped us to believe. Do you know what I mean? So we, we, had, a, we had a word, I think Richard felt it, uh, when we were looking at the whole building thing. And the, the, the building thing for us has been a long journey. And it's been a bit frustrating. But we've been patient because we've got love. So it's just patient. But it's... But it, and it's been, it's been a hard slog. But we had this word that if God opens a door, no one can shut it. And it was thrilling. I was in a meeting with um, uh, the organization that, that owned the land around the site um, the, the other week. And uh, we were talking about being able to put scaffolding up and hoarding. And I mean, I have a fun life. Uh, and and, and, um, and these very, you know, people that are very smart and clever were in this meeting. And, and, and we felt a bit intimidated. Uh, and then this guy said this thing that just swore. <laughs> he said, don't worry, you're pushing against an open door. Well, that's, it's the word of God, isn't it? It's the word of God. Uh, and uh, so, so it is an open door. Uh, but, but you know what? Those, those prophetic words, they do so much more than predict. That's what I'm saying to you. They bring in the presence of God. And we want to celebrate that. We've got these hearing from God evenings, Sunday nights. Let's get to those things. Let's grow in this gift. Because the more we grow in this gift and we can say, this is what God says, the more faith will rise and the more we'll see the things that we're prophesying. See the point? That's a good point, wasn't it? Um, teachers. So we need, we need teaching. We need the, we need the ability to, to, for people to grow and change their, their worldview from something that is shaped by the way the world thinks to a new way of thinking that is kingdom. Do you know what I mean? And we need that. We, you know, to, for, to be everything that God's called us to be, we've got to start thinking differently. And to start thinking differently, our minds need to be informed. And to, for our minds to be informed, we need, we need people that have got the ability to teach us. Don't we? All these things are in the seed. We've got it all. <laughs> We've got all of these gifts. That's the point. And we, and we need to celebrate them and we, and we need to nurture them and, and, and rejoice in them. And, and, not, and not look at the teacher if you're a prophet and think, well, I wish I was a teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just, and be happy with who we are. I remember, you know, Gordon, Gordon has this ability to prophesy but also to teach. Um, but, but uh, you know, I, I quite like it. This is a bit of a secret, Gordon, sorry. But I quite like it when Gordon says, oh, I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm not going to try and teach today. Uh, I just want to be the prophet. I think, oh, <laughs> I get excited. Because to be honest with you, we've got teachers. <laughs> and, 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 and so, so it's great. And, and Richard, you know, is a f- 
brilliant Bible teacher, isn't he? John is a brilliant Bible teacher. Love you to have more time to do more of it, but John is a brilliant Bible teacher. And there's others amongst us that are brilliant Bible teachers, not only here from, the, from here, uh, Friday nights, Sunday nights, but also in small groups. We've got people all the time teaching. We want to grow, don't we? We want our minds to be informed so that we can make kingdom choices. We can live out kingdom lives. We can, we can understand what it is to be the follower of Jesus Christ in the 21st century through the Bible. Okay, another good point, Jim. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't have, the next one, I don't have a lot to talk to say about, you'll be, you'll be glad to know. Cool, time's gone, this last little bit is gone. Um, workers of miracles. Anyone want to teach on this one? I don't have a clue. Um, bottom line is, the next one is healing, so it's something other than healings. Okay? Um, so it's, it's stuff like water to wine. You know, speaking to the weather and it stopping and stuff like that. All right? So, so I'll do one later. Um, after, after lunch. Um, it might be to do with the rugby. Um, so I'll leave that. I don't, I, do you know what I mean? I can't, I can't teach with authority on it because I've not seen it or done it. But it's there and, I, and I'm hungry for it. That's all I've got to say on that. Um, gifts of healing. Well, we, we spout on about gifts of healing. Uh, we want to see that, don't we, in the, in the body of Christ. We want to see the fullness of these gifts in the body of Christ. Um, I love that it also talks about tongues. Uh, great that uh, Jane sang a song this morning. Jane is somewhere. There she is, just a little. Um, and and uh, great, you know, and, and it's not uncommon uh, for, for Kyla or Jane uh, and, and others, Dave has a dabble from time to time, um, to, to, to sing a prophetic, spontaneous song. And, not, and it, will not be, it will not be uncommon for them to, to sing that in tongues first. Um, and it just, it's the Spirit flowing through them, and then they interpret the tongues. And we believe that if, if you're going to speak a tongue out loud, audibly, in front of everyone, then someone's got to interpret it. Nice when they do it, because otherwise I'll have to sing. That would be bad. <laughs> um, you know, but that's the, in the Bible, it's a gift, and it's one of the gifts Paul mentioned here. So anyway, we better wrap it up. Crash land. Uh, Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you for the privilege of being chosen and called to be part of your body. Thank you for this body. Thank you for what you're doing amongst us. Thank you for this... um, this season, God, where, where suddenly we find ourselves with three congregations, unexpectedly. God, we submit all, all to you and say, God, would you help us to be everything that you've called us to be? God, help us to value and honor each person, even those that feel they don't deserve it. Help us to give special honor to them. Help us to need each other not feel isolated. Help us to care for one another. Holy Spirit, I need, we need you for this. We can't do it without you, Holy Spirit. Help us to understand love so that we can be a community of love so that when people come, they think, man, you guys love each other. Help us to see the gifts emerge. In Jesus' name. <clears throat>